God tends to push you out of your comfort zone so that you can rely on him. You can submit to him so that he can do his work in your heart. And I can honestly say that I'm grateful. Uh, even though at the time I wasn't, I was anything but grateful. I was angry. I was bitter. But in that process of of being moved, God was able to shift my mindset more towards Him. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Past. The Baton Podcast, where we are passing on what has been passed to us, talking about life, ministry, and everything in between. Uh, my name is John Matera. And I am Tom Kaiser. Welcome to this episode. All right. Well, in this episode, we are going to be talking about how to know when to move on. And of course, many people ask the question, when is it time to move on from this job? When is it time to move on from this city? When is it time to move on from this relationship? Many people have those questions. And the thing about it, we all struggle with it. And uh, I know that Pastor Tom here uh, has recently been going something to that effect. So I want to ask my co-host, what's going on in your life right now? And how does that pertain to our topic of discussion? Well, interesting enough, it's kind of one of the reasons, if you guys notice, our format's just a little bit different for this season. We are not in the same location as we typically are. We are using the wonders of technology, one, to get better sound quality, because some of our episodes haven't had so great sound. But the other reason is because I'm going to be transitioning to a new pastoral position. I have accepted a call to go to the Oregon Conference to pastor a boarding academy school in Southern Oregon called Milo Academy. So with that transition, we want to continue this podcast, not just not when we're just physically present. Uh, so we're transitioning to this one. So we knew, <laughs> at least for the podcast, that we had to transition some because of my of my move. But yeah, that's that's what's happening. I will be moving. Our family will be moving across the country, some 37 hour drive away from where we're currently living, which is in of itself a really big move, not just the physical location, but it's a big move. I mean, you go from state to state. I mean, your kids uh, grew up in Kentucky, and now you're moving to a completely different state. I mean, you've made a lot of men memories, you've made a lot of friends and coworkers, and you've just, you know, you really established yourself in the community. So how, how did you know? How did you know that it was time to, to move on from a place where, by and large, you've embraced, you've lived in, you've created an imprint? How did, how'd you do it? How, how did, how did so that process happen? So I was out in the field one day and the clouds <laughs> rolled up and God started speaking to, no, it wasn't. It strike you with lightning. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's, it, it was really a tough thing because, you know, my wife and I love this area. We love the people in this area. We've been, we've been in our churches for, for a significant number of time. Michelle was born here in Kentucky. She was born in Lexington and she's nearly 10 years old. So that tells you that, you know, how long we've been here. And of course, we were here before Michelle was born. So this has been, we've been here for a long time. It really kind of started subtle. Now, before I get into how I felt God's calling on this one, I want to be clear that, and I think you'll get this throughout this episode, is not everyone's transition is going to look the same. Not everyone's, the way God speaks to us is not going to, is not going to look the same. Right. In fact, the way God spoke to me in other transitional times in my life is not the same that he spoke to me this way. Hmm. But I would say probably about a year ago, I started feeling this urge for change. Uh, I want something, something, something needed to change. And so we took that as a kind of a sign. Like I talk with my wife about it. 
first step that I do is I talk to my wife. If she doesn't feel any kind of anything, if she's like, uh, no, that's that's not anything, then I'm like, okay, this is just my own wants and desires because I'm a person that needs 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 change in my life. I need new challenges. I need things to change. I was I was in the military for years, and so I wasn't used to being anywhere more than two years. So part of me was like, is this my own? This is personal desire. But my wife's like, yeah, I think I think that we're 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 ready for a change. And so what we did was we put our house in the market to sell and uh, not knowing where God was going to call us. Um, we were wanting actually to move closer to one of my churches because we pastor two churches and we wanted to move to the one that, that has a school my wife worked at and we looked for houses, but we put our house in the market. Uh, it, ended up, it ended up selling and then the buyers backed out because they found some issues with it, but we were able to get the issues fixed in the home. But that was kind of like the starting point of something larger. And uh, I started receiving calls from different places, um, asking, was I interested to go? I got a call from a couple of different conferences saying, hey, would I be interested in moving to this place or that place? I got a call from our own conference to talk about the possibility of moving and transitioning here within our own conference. And so it was kind of like God was preparing me for the change. Not so much, I think, for me, but for my family. Because my wife is not a very spontaneous person. I mean, I could be like, all right, God, it's time to go. I can move in like a week, right? That, that. That, that, that's just my personality. I, you know, I can wake up on a Sunday morning and say, hey, let's go to the beach, right? You know, the closest beach is like eight hours from here. I mean, it's, so it's like, that, that, that's kind of my mentality. But God didn't, didn't just call me, he called us as a family. And I think that's the part that I, that really helps me to know is because I don't think God's going to call me somewhere that he's not going to make it clear to the rest of my family. Right. So we talked about it a lot. I mean, the first call that we got uh, we talked quite a bit about it and my kids were like, yeah, I don't really want to, but if this is where God's wanting us, my wife is like, I really don't want to move at all. <laughs> not, 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 not in the least bit. And the fact that this call came probably six months after the first one and each one that we talked about, we're like, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really think so. You know, I don't like this place or there was something, or there's always something about it. And my mind always goes to this idea of, I don't really care where I am as long as I'm where God wants me to be. And as long as that's with my family. <laughs> if God called me to go separate from my family, that would be a lot harder to do. But I don't think that's, again, that's not the way that God has typically worked in my life. So that was a bunch of small little things that added up and praying about it and getting a peace about it. Now, God didn't say, yes, you need to move here, right? During this whole process, I mean, John, you and I talked many times that there was like three different options on the table when we accepted this call to where we were going to between you and Pastor Daniel and um, Joel Sutherland, our ministerial director, and a couple of the conversations I had, you know, the idea came along. And I think, John, you were the first one to mention it, that God can give you two equally good opportunities and either one of them will be God or God wants you to and he allows you to choose, which yeah. to that, I vehemently said no, because God needs to tell me where to go. I don't want to have choices. I get yeah. choice anxiety. But the fact that God made it clear, not just to me, but to my to my wife and to my kids, even my kids were ready to go. Even Michelle, who has, you know, her best friend lives three houses down. She's got another one of her closest friend lives, you know, three houses down on the other side of the street. Like they live right across each other. You know, my wife loves her job. She loves the kids. Amber's in a new school and has got some great friends. And so it was really hard to, to make the decision. But the fact that everybody was not only OK with it, but excited about it, that was kind of what led me and guided me in this. So how do you, so how do you frame those prayers to God? You know, like it could be as simple as uh, God, show me where to go or, or how, how do you walk, walk some of our listeners through praying to God for clarity in, in direction? This is going to sound really silly, but this is just the truth of it. I said, God, I want to be where you want me to be. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I had a, a pastoral colleague, friend of mine, used to tell me, until God's called you to go, he's called you to stay. Hmm. But there was still this unease in my heart. And I said, well, God, show my wife where you want us to go. Hmm. And because for me, it's, I get nearly paralyzed when it comes to making decisions. Just to give you an example, when I go out to eat, I mean, there's been times when I've gone to eat without my wife and I took a picture of the menu and sent it to my wife and say, hey, what do I want? I mean, I get like, like I don't like going to, I don't like going to Cheesecake Factory because there's too many pages of options, there's, right? There's way too many Cheesecake options. Factory, Cheesecake Factory doesn't know if it's going to be Italian, if it's going to be Mexican, if it's going to be American, if it's going to be Asian. It doesn't know what it wants to be. And it, like, I, and I start getting like, my heart rate starts to rise, you know, my, and uh, I start getting some anxiety. So I, my, my prayer was, was pretty simple. It's like, God, you're building in me a desire for change. And I don't know if this is from you or from, from myself, but if this is clearly from you, I, I pray that you will guide my wife into this decision. And I'll know if, if my wife doesn't, and I, I didn't talk to Amy about this. In conversations, it would come up and say, okay, God, I see that they're, they're, you're clearly, you're moving somewhere on this one. And then, so once we, once I've gotten clarity on that one, then we start, then we start praying. It's like, God, just show us the little things in the day to day that will remind us of what, what it is. And we pray for a peace. Like, so to give you an example of this one, when we, when we were praying about this decision uh, about it, it's like a lot of the calls that we received, that I've received have been like, yeah, Hey, are you interested in this? And then like three weeks later, uh, they call back, you know, it's like multi-month process. When I got the, when I first received the message, Hey, would you be interested in going to an academy school? And I said, yeah, if that's, if that was, if that's where God wants to lead, it's like, well, send me your resume, which I was hesitant to send, send a resume because if this is God's calling, then why do I need a resume? Why don't we just go with it? But And I, and I said, I wasn't going to do it. I'm not going to do that. I don't feel like that's the right thing to do. And then I was walking and praying. And I just, and I, it wasn't an audible voice or anything, but I felt this thing. It's like, who are you to tell me how I'm going to call you? Hmm. And this is what I, this is the impression I got from my prayer walk is I've got a, a way in my mind that God's going to work. And it's like, if God's going to call me, I don't need to talk to anybody. Somebody out of the blue random calls me and say, hey, you want to come here? I'm like, okay. Let's consider this. The guy was like, that's, I don't work that way. Sometimes I do, but in this situation, I want you to trust me. So I, I, I submitted my resume and I got a call back like the next day, hmm. which that's the only time that this, that's ever happened in any of the calls. Like usually it's one place they asked me to submit my resume and it was almost seven weeks before they called me back. Wow. Another place that asked me to submit my resume, it was like three weeks. And so they called me the next day and they said, hey, can you fill out this, this paperwork because your, your resume and this paper is going to go before the board. It's Wednesday. And this was on a Monday. I'm like, mm. sure. <laughs> and then from there, because they asked me not to interview with anybody else. And then they, they took some time to process it at that point in time. And when they did call us to go to Oregon to look at it, you know, I, I counsel with people who I consider my mentors and colleagues. I talked to you. I talked to uh, our conference president. I talked to our ministerial director. I talked to our former ministerial director. And I talked to a friend or two of mine. And so I felt comfortable about going Everything that I was said, you need to look for this. All of it was offered without me asking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they said, well, if you go, they need to invite your whole family. Well, make sure you ask to invite your whole family. If they say no, then you probably shouldn't go with it. Well, they, they invite the whole family without me doing it. Wow. So several things that I was, the advice that I was given on things to expect, all of that happened without me asking for it. Wow. And so, so God did work in that whole, giving me the things that I didn't ask for, like, you know, me not going out and searching for it, but he also worked in it. So it was kind of like God worked within my ideal. And he also worked against my ideal. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. So, yeah. so God used, even in this one call, used multiple different modalities to, to reach me. And I think that's mostly because I've got a, you know, I've got a hard head and 
I'm kind of thick sometimes, so he has to he has to hit it from different angles just to make sure that I understand it really is a call from him. Okay, yeah. So I, I think you pointed out, yeah, it's not the same for everybody, but that there are certain certain principles, certain certain things that happen that can either lead you to that desire to move on, transition. Or I guess are already get into that that discontent, or I want to say discontent, but that that urge, I guess, to to move on. Uh, so yeah, there are that was a word that I didn't want to use. <laughs> I didn't want to use urge <laughs> or uh, call it conviction, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it, especially when it comes to ministry, because I know that churches love their pastors and not well. That's that's not sometimes always true, but you know, but there's always case, members in your church that will love you. Of course, of course, you know, <laughs> that's just the reality of life. But there's a some there's something that uh, I came across uh, either through a mentor or through some uh, books that I've read, something called a holy discontent. Mm. Uh, when a holy discontent, meaning that it is it is God initiated, that you mm. could be in a very good situation. It doesn't necessarily have to be a very toxic situation, a very good situation. In which God impresses you, hey, you know what? Um, I've led you, I, I led you here. You know, you you worked here in this field, but now you've grown enough here. You've all the growth that can happen here, personally, spiritually, and I'm going to need you and your church to to move in different directions so that I can take you both to the next level. So that holy discontent, that's something on the back of your mind that weighs on your heart, that ultimately, like you mentioned, leads you to prayer to where you're asking God, God, like, what are you trying to say to me? And where, if you want me to go, where's the call? Where's the opportunity? What's the direction? Uh, and throughout that process, like you mentioned in your own story, that God through mentors, God through just the, the calls that come across your way and your family, God eventually does make it clear. But was there ever that still, even though God had put all those things into your path, was there still ever any uncertainty that you had to deal with before you actually made that decision? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and before I kind of answer that, so if I forget to answer that, then come back to me (laughs) on this. But there was a previous church I was in because you said that it doesn't always have to be you're in a toxic situation. Right. I was in a toxic situation. Like I I was in a church situation where... There was a lot of infighting. There was some disagreement between me and some of the elders. And I, I wasn't even sure I wanted to continue pastoring anymore. It was it was pretty it was pretty toxic. And I received two calls during that time. The the selfish part of me is like, yeah, I, I, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this situation. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did not feel God in that call. Like I didn't have a piece of that call. I didn't have I had I had discomfort was where I was at, but it wasn't like that 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 holy discomfort, that holy what was the word you used? Discontent. <laughs> discontent. The holy discontent. There was discomfort, but not discontent, I guess. <laughs> and, and I feel like God wasn't in that. But when, when it came to this one, yeah, I, like every step of the way, I, I, I second guess every decision that I make. You know, I will eat food. And be like, should I have eaten this food? Even if it was good food. But I, 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 that's just my brain is overactive and I overthink like literally everything. And that's that's where I think it's super important. And that's why my prayer often is, is Lord, give me peace hmm. in this and give me a peace that doesn't make sense to me and give me that peace through my wife as well. Cause I just, I'm not good at making these kind of decisions. And so I don't want it ever to be about me. I don't want ministry hmm. to be about what I'm doing. I don't want my decisions I make in the church. I don't want it to be something I'm pushing for. I want this to be God using me and leading through me to other people, but I don't want it to be about me. 
And yeah. I hyper fixate on that probably more than I should to an unhealthy amount mm. to make sure that it's not about me and that it's completely about God. And so, yeah, so I was, you know, I've asked myself several times, is this the right decision? Um, there's still so many things for me to do here in my current calling, my current position. And I am comfortable here. I, I could be here for 20 more years and be and be content in and of myself. Mm. But I haven't been content. And I think that's that that holy discontent that you're talking about here is I should be, but I'm not. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the direction that God's kind of led is I should have been. I, I And I'm me second guessing the, this call, I, I don't think it has anything to do with God saying that this is not right for you. You're going the wrong direction. I think this is just me. But in the calls before that I received when I was in a toxic situation, it was very clear to me in my prayer time. And I spent a lot more time in prayer when these kind of decisions. But in my prayer time, God, I want to get out of here. I, 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 I want to move. I'm the the last holy one left. I just want to. I just want to die. You know that kind of that kind of mentality. That okay, that whole well, that, like that, that, Jezebel, uh, Jezebel is coming after me. Yeah, and that, uh, <laughs> that got not, really intense. Not to not to not to compare myself to a prophet or anything. Like, and that wasn't the way, really the way that I. Well, actually, at one point in time, there was some there was some uh, some pretty rough feelings. But when it comes down to it, when it really boils down to it, God has brought the clarity that I needed when mm -hmm. I needed it in the way that I needed it. Mm -hmm. And that's going to look different for every single person. If it's, whether it's in a, in a relationship, right? You may be, if you're in a toxic relationship, that's a pretty good sign to go ahead and move on. I would say in 99 out of a hundred cases, if you're in some kind of toxic relationship, it's time, it's time to move on, you whether know, in this or professional. Yeah. Yeah. And because God wants us, God desires our good. Yes. God wants us to live abundant life. It is the it is the devil that comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. It is not from God. And so if there is an unhappiness, there is a discontent. Once you have gone through your own emotions and figured out that discontent is centered in you, right? Like I'm discontent here because I don't make enough money or I'm discontent here because I don't get things the way that I want, you know. Mm -hmm. Is this discontent from you or from God? And that's the hard thing to, to, to discern. But when God gives you this discontent, I think it is, it won't, it, it won't come from a selfish place. I'm discontent because I'm not happy here. Yeah. No, the discontent is, well, God, I'm happy here. Why are, why, why am I, why am I feeling this way? And again, said, we've said this a couple of times already, but that's not the way God's going to work with everybody, but it's been, it's been my experience. So John, share, share some of your experience. When, when, when is it an experience that you have made a transition and by the way, this is not an announcement that John is making a transition at this point in time. But in the past, yeah. um, I think when, when I think several people had almost had a heart attack with you saying that. <laughs> when have you experienced a transition and kind of walk us through the way that God worked with you so, so people can see the different approaches to this? Yeah, sure. Sometimes God does put us in situations like Pastor Tom's, or sometimes God will actually move you before you are ready to, to move. Um, so in my, in my experience, I, I, when I first started pastoring, I pastored, uh, in my, my pastoring context, I was given a church to plant rather. I had to start a church plant, never done it. I will talk about it in another podcast of how that worked out. But you know, when you put your blood, sweat and tears into a project, especially in planting a church, uh, pass, if any pastors out there are listening to this, I highly encourage you to either start a church plant or be a part of a church planting experience. It's just, it changes it changes the game. And I remember, you know, after, you know, almost four years from nothing to seeing a baby church grow to a company and then having to be moved. 
<laughs> so I wasn't ready to move. I, and I, it was more so a, uh, you know, in, in, our, in our faith tradition, in our denomination, we pastors can get moved on the whim. Hopefully it's not just on a whim. It's, it's, there's a lot of thought and intentionality behind that from the <laughs> administration. But we do get moved. It's sort of like the army. You get moved. Yeah. And, well, um, before you get me any more into this, John, just to, if you mind taking just a moment to explain kind of the structure, because you say it goes from a baby church to a company, you know, that might confuse some of our listeners that, that okay, are not familiar so with the way church planting um, is in um, our denomination. Depending on which denomination you come from, in our at least in our in our denomination, you start a church as a, a church church group, basically a small group of of members that are in that are trying to reach a community. And then when they do evangelism, grow to a certain point that then they get a designation as a church company. Uh, which is probably uh, 30 people. And then once you hit 40 and above, that's when you get actual church status. So I hope that clears it up for those of you that are listening. Anyway, so uh, I was told I was going to be moved. And of course, that was very hard for me because when you put in all that time, you just, you know, you you, you kind of want to stay there. But obviously I had to move on, uh, well, willingly or not willingly. In my moment of how I knew when to move on is exactly kind of what Tom said about I had to analyze my own thoughts. Like, am I com- too comfortable here? Am I too attached here? Am I am I growing here? Am I am I actually needed here? Am I is is God is is God done with me here? Right? Did God need me to move on, or did I stay a lot longer than I should have? And all those questions come to mind, right? And the place where God put me, like I didn't want to be there initially. You know, I've told my my churches this, so they they know this very well. So it's not like I'm giving new information. I didn't want to, you know, I I, I was sent to a place where I had no friends, no family. I mean, you, Tom, you were like an hour and change away. So for the first time in my life, I was by myself, and so honestly, it was just between me and God. And in my own prayers, whether I was frustrated with God, I had to shift my prayers to I'm complaining about this or that, or I'm I'm unhappy, I'm uncomfortable to, okay, God, clearly I'm not there anymore. I'm here. Physically, I had moved on, but I had not moved on where it mattered in my heart. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I had to move my heart, or rather, I needed God's help to shift my heart into my new context rather into my new relationship <laughs> and <laughs> and move me uh, not to say that my previous relationship my previous churches were bad it's just god very clearly said okay what you did was was good you you were used there but now i need you to be in this field and i need your heart to be here and so um it took a, it took a lot longer than <laughs> than just a five prayers it took it took i think a year of me praying and crying mm. and, and and wrestling with god and I don't know when it happened, but I found that my heart moved on to fully embrace my ministry context here, my churches, my leaders, my members, the community, the state. Because uh, even asked me like five years ago, do you ever see yourself in uh, Kentucky? And I would have said no. Like that's it wasn't. It's not in my top ten. It's not even my top twenty. But God, as I say, works in mysterious ways and. Once I start to see affirmations of him using me here in different ways, in this relationship here, this conversation here, this church event here, I started to see that God didn't move me here to punish me, to exile me, which honestly, those are the thoughts that I had. But he he moved me here because it was not just for my good, but for the good of the people I would be ministering to. 
And so that's when my heart truly moved on and I have fully embraced with 110% capacity everything here. And so I just like to say, at least for me, how did I know when it was time to move on? It was, it was a God moment. It was not by any means easy. It, it was a lot of struggle. And, you know, when you wrestle with God and you wrestle with God and you don't get your way, of course, it's easy to get frustrated. And I certainly was. I certainly was lonely. I certainly was, uh, you know, I was heartbroken because I was, you know, it's my child <laughs> that I left. <laughs> but I had to remember that God has his best intentions in mind for me. God mm. has the best intentions for uh, the church that I planted and the church that I pastored there as well. And he also has the best intentions for his children in, in this context as well. And I also have to remember that God desires to shape and grow me. And you really can't do that when you're comfortable. God tends to push you out of your comfort zone so that you can rely on him. You can submit to him so that he can do his work in your heart. And I can honestly say that I'm grateful. Uh, even though at the time I wasn't, I was anything but grateful. I was angry. I was bitter. But in that process of of being moved, God was able to shift my mindset more towards him than mm. me. Not to say I neglected myself, but I can definitely see uh, how God has led. And I just want to encourage people out there again, like Pastor Tom and I, we are pastors, but you can definitely apply many of these principles into your own context where uh, sometimes you get you you are forced to move. Sometimes you find yourself like Pastor Tom, like yeah, that discontent. Uh, where do you want me to go? Second guessing, and there's a lot of that. And that's the whole thing about being human and that mm-hmm. whole interaction with God and and faith. And and that's where faith really hits the road. Like faith really is trusting God that He has your best intentions in mind, even though it may absolutely be opposite of what you want. What I have found, uh, not only in the in this most recent transition, but in just about every transition that I've made and in conversations I've had with others who have transitioned, you're never going to have everything tied up in a neat bow before you leave. Nope. There's always going to be, if you're doing your job in whatever your field is, you are always going to be in the middle of doing something great for God. The the thing, I and I think the reason God does this is moves us when we're in the middle of something is he doesn't want us to think that this great Babylon is what I built. You know, <laughs> he wants us to understand yeah. that we are part wow. of a we we are part of something else, mm. and you know, we're just the we're just the next step. You know, and even like this, you know, with, with, with my churches, right? In one of my churches, I felt like I've given the leadership that I need to give, and in order for the church to get to the next level, I feel like God needs a different style of leadership, a different personality, something to take the church to the next step. And I felt that in previous transitions that, and not all of them, but in many of the transitions, it's like, God, I've done what you've called me to do here. I've moved, you know, yesterday was the Super Bowl, right, for us. And so I, we moved it just a few more yards down now. Somebody else will take it to the, to the next step. Like to be passing able to a baton thing. or something. Like passing a baton on to the next person. Look at that. Right. You made a much more, you made a much more uh, branded uh, example than what I did. But um <laughs> God just God doesn't work the same with every person. And I think and God does is to keep us humble and to keep us close yeah. to him and keep us needing him. I keep us on edge too, because uh oftentimes as creatures of habit, we love comfort. 
right? That's why we order the same things on a menu when there's like 50 other options, right? Absolutely. Uh, that's why we go to the same gas station or the same store or hang out with the same people. We are creatures of comfort. And yeah. uh, while there's nothing wrong with that, sometimes that can stimmy growth, even though you are in healthy and good relationships, maybe you are in a healthy, good uh, work environment, but sometimes God does uh, crash those, the crash the party, so to speak, uh, not to harm us. And that's the thing. Oftentimes when we don't get our way, which in my experience, I really don't get my way a lot. <laughs> it's not that God is withdrawing good things for me or taking away good things. Well, it could be possible that he even takes away good things so that he can give us greater things. And when you look at life, not necessarily as of once I get to this spot, I'm good. And, and open yourself to how it is a journey. Jesus never really settled anywhere. And not to say that some of you will settle in a in your hometown where you grew up or you're settle somewhere where for a job. But keep in mind that God desires our good. God desires us to grow. And sometimes even sometimes our complacency can cause us not to grow. And God won't like that. And if we submit ourselves to God, even challenging transitions like what Pastor Tom had described or I described, you will find that God does work everything for the good of those who love and trust him are called according to his purpose. One last thing I want to kind of just, I, I want to touch on just a little bit is don't feel like you have to have it all figured out before a transition is made. You know, when God called people in scripture, he would call them to the next stage, the next step. He didn't give them the entire plan in. So mm. like often people ask, ask with relationships, you know, did I miss getting the right one or what about the right one? God will will make that clear to you in in his time. And when it's when it's your season to find the right person, God will guide you through that step. You know, if you're going, you know, like what about college? What if I pick the wrong college or if I pick the wrong career? There's time to make changes. Yeah. You know, God can call you to one thing for a season. I went into the military. My, that wasn't my career. God changed it. There was a season that I needed in my life in order to meet him, to meet my wife. Um uh, and then he transitioned me. I went to DeVry University, right? This was a university where I was double majoring in electrical engineering and business management, not theology. I didn't have theology at DeVry University, but it was something that for that time was was necessary for me to get some of the skills that I needed and to figure out more about who I was. And then when I transferred and went to, to Southern to, to, to be a pastor, I was fighting against God even in that I'm like, I'm not going to be a theology major. I'm going to be a pastoral care major so I can go back into the military as a chaplain because I was hung up on that kind of thing. Well, God was still able to work through me in that and, and ultimately get me down the path that he wants. So don't feel like, oh, I, if, I, if I make the wrong decision here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck my life. You know, outside of the decision of who to marry, right, which that, that needs to be a very, very careful decision. And we'll probably do another podcast episode on that. <laughs> Yeah, but the the where where to go to college, where to work out, you know, when God's calling you to move and stuff like that, don't feel like this season is your last season, right? God could God can use something as a temporary season where you do a certain job or a certain career to prepare you for the next thing. You know, look at jo Joseph's life. You know, Joseph wasn't called to be a a slave his whole life, but he went through that slave phase. Mm. He had to go through that prisoner phase. You know, he had to go through various different phases to teach him the skills that he he needed. So don't, don't be too hard on yourself about, well, if I don't figure out what God wants, wants me to do, God desires your good. God desires the best for you. He will lead you and guide you in that. So don't, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Well, uh, we've come to end of our time here. I'm pretty sure we could uh, talk more. Maybe we'll do a part two on, on life pivots, but I just would like to, 
pray over Pastor Tom and those of you that are going through transitions in your lives. And if you are listening to this podcast or watching it, I encourage you to add Pastor Tom and his family to your prayer list to make sure that they're prayed up as they transition to their next chapter. Let's end our podcast here with prayer. So let's pray. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for this time that we could spend uh, and this very uh, important conversation about when to know uh, when it's time to move on. Uh, Lord, many people are wondering about that right now. Should I move on from this relationship, from this job, from this place? And Lord, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty that comes alongside it because there is that fear of making the wrong choice. Uh, but Lord, I just pray that we can shift uh, the mindset away from what we can do wrong into what you can do um, through us. And I pray, Lord, for Pastor Thomas. He and his family are going to transition. Uh, we love them here in Kentucky, Lord, but we bless them uh, and ask for you to doubly bless them as they move on to Oregon. Uh, Father, may you help them to flourish in their ministry, help them to continue to grow in grace and make an impact for your kingdom wherever they go. Father, I want to lift up those right now that are listening that are also going through similar transitions. Pray, Lord, that you uh, remind them that ultimately, Lord, you desire their good, that you are going to give them the wisdom. And even when they don't know and they make a decision, help them to remember, Lord, that you are still walking with them on that path. So, Father, we thank you again uh, for your love and your grace. And we praise you in advance for the hearing of this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.